Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. 720 WGN, thanks for joining us. If you Google prenup, you'll see all kinds of stories. Headlines like, should you be upset about a prenup? Nobody should fear a prenup. My boyfriend wants a prenup. Can I say no? Prenups have a bad reputation. They shouldn't. How to overcome prenup paralysis. But the story that I read from Michael Waters really connected because he told the story of two people, Sandy and TJ. And Michael, I know you're a freelance writer for many publications, The Atlantic, The New Yorker, Wired, Vox, New York Times. When I interview freelance writers, most of the time they're writing about something they know about. Is this something that happened in your life or that you were interested in? I think it was something that I was interested in. And I think sort of the genesis of this is seeing... Um, this kind of persistent, I think, stereotyping caricature of the kind of person who gets a prenup in the first place, which is something that I believed myself for a long time, which is um, often sort of more the rich and famous. And often, I think, we assume prenups um, require this necessary power imbalance. And for me, this story really came out of a curiosity about, you know, okay, is that actually true? Um, I realized i didn't actually know much about who was signing prenups. And as I started researching it, there wasn't much out there either. And that just sort of lit the curiosity for me. Right. Because you think if you come from what is called old money, you know, your family's like, look, you have to sign a prenup because what if you get divorced in a year and your spouse wants money that our family has, you know, cultivated and created and held on to for years or you know like when jeff bezos got divorced he didn't have a prenup that was amazing to a lot of people because we think wealthy people always have prenups and the rest of us well it's just not something we need so you did the research what did you find out essentially what i find out what i found out is that a growing number of people and especially younger people are signing prenups today Um, And so in 2010, the polling firm Harris, they did this survey that found that 3% of the surveyed people who were married or engaged, 3% of those people said that they had signed a prenup back in 2010. And for this article, I had Harris kind of redo that poll. um, And they found that 15% of people who were married or engaged reported signing a prenup. So that's a five times increase in um, 11, 12, 13 years. Um, and that really interested me. And then in the data, you can see that disproportionately the people driving that are younger people. And I think what we're seeing is actually kind of a subversion of this idea that prenups are only for the old money group, for instance. I think that's definitely a demographic that is still, I'm sure, signing prenups. But actually what we're seeing now is that a lot of people are signing prenups, especially around debts and especially around student loan debts and medical debts. And prenups are kind of a way for um, new couples and especially younger couples to be realistic about what they have to pay off in their lives and to, like, make plans around who is actually going to pay for it. And so I think what we're seeing now is actually coming directly out of the fact that so many people, especially so many younger people, have debts in the first place to pay off. And in the story that you shared in your article about TJ and Sandy, it's a couple, they 
didn't want to fall in love. They did. They start to amass some property. They start a business together. She has no intention of getting married. He already had three kids, but then he's diagnosed with a life-threatening illness. And the prenup, in part, was to protect her from all of his medical debt. Tell everybody that story and the outcome. So what happened is Sandy was an accountant, and she had a pretty savvy financial background. She just knew how these laws operated. And when TJ was diagnosed with cancer, so they were partners for a long time but had never married, one of his last wishes to her was that he wanted to get married. And so what Sandy told him is, sure, I'll do it, but you have to sign a prenup first. And the reason she said that is because she knew that this illness would rack up a large amount of medical debt for TJ as he was fighting it. And she also knew that they were from Arizona, which is a community property state. And essentially, community property states require the assets to be split 50-50 by default. And in a lot of community property states, creditors are allowed to garnish the wages of the other spouse, even the non-debtor spouse. And so what Sandy foresaw happening in this case is that if they got married and TJ racked up a lot of medical debt while he was fighting for his life, she could ultimately become responsible for a lot of that debt because of the rules of Arizona. And what she wanted to do was have them write out a prenup that would say that his debt was his responsibility and she would not have to live with it after the fact. Um, and, and it worked in the end. I mean, he ultimately, when he ultimately passed away, she was waiting and waiting for some creditor to come calling so that she could tell them that, you know, she's not responsible for this debt because of the prenup. And in the end, no one ever called. And I think the lesson of that story and a lot of stories like this is that like couples actually have a lot of power in terms of laying out how they want their finances to be structured. And a thing that I heard again and again when I was reporting this story is that, you know, if you don't write a prenup, the state writes the prenup for you. And so, you know, they lived in Arizona, which had very specific laws around community property and around sort of debts and who is responsible for what. And what essentially what they did as a couple is they decided that they wanted to write their own rules of how the property and how the debts would be split. And obviously you can't just write anything. There's sort of, it has to be within reason. But actually individuals, um, like couples have quite a lot of power to, if they don't like the default rules of the state, they can create their own systems in this way. In a lot of cases, there are some exceptions to this. And so in this case, she said, I don't want to inherit these debts. And so they signed a prenup that said that she wouldn't, and she never did. The article we're talking about is published on NewYorker.com. This is Michael Waters. He's the author of the article. It's called Prenups Aren't Just for Rich People Anymore. But I think part of the perception or the misconception about prenups is that it costs too much money. You can't get one drawn up. You have to have some wealth in order to, you know, retain a lawyer and get this done. Tell everybody quickly about what was featured on Shark Tank. I missed it, but you covered it in your article. Yeah, so I think there is a lot of truth to that um, in a lot of cases, especially because some of the restrictions around prenups, um, it can be pretty expensive, especially at the low end, it can cost in the low thousands if you make a prenup with a lawyer. Um, there are some efforts to make prenups cheaper and more accessible, and one of those is a startup called Hello Prenup that was, in fact, featured on Shark Tank. Um, and the goal of Hello Prenup is to sort of write these draft prenups that people could sort of edit and customize as needed and would be 
available and legally vetted um, to them at a cheaper rate. And so the Hello Prenup, the prenups in the Hello Prenup platform, I believe cost about $600 per couple, which is still a sizable amount, but a lot less than it would cost to go through a lawyer. And actually, I think an interesting thing about this is if you look at other countries, especially in Europe, like if you look at the Netherlands, for instance, there are sort of as a default when you get married, there are many different options presented to you for how you could split up your assets. So it's kind of like some other countries have built in these different options for kind of different structures of prenup. So, you know, it's not it's almost unique to the U.S. that we are spending so much money on prenups in the first place because there are other countries that are giving options for, you know, like, right, there's, there's an opportunity. It's that. it's part of getting married. And yeah, that is a whole different process than what we experience here. I like the article. Thank you for jumping on the radio with us today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Michael Waters, prenups aren't just for rich people anymore. We're going to try and get somebody on about drafting a prenup tomorrow about this time. If it's of interest to somebody you know, tell them to be listening. Newsroom temperature check is next. First to check on weather and traffic with Mary Vandeveld.